0: Hey, so Sunit, how enlightened did you feel after watching a
1: K-drama for this episode? Extremely. The one thing that I realized was all soap operas are so formulaic. They all have the same rich girl meets poor guy in some over-the-top premise.
0: Well, to me, I actually also watched the same K-drama for this episode, and I think it's a revelation. There's... Little bits of entertainment that are slowly being revealed to me now as, like, oh, this could actually be an interesting thing to watch. I mean, especially for someone who's used to the melodrama of telenovelas and cheesy Filipino rom coms and Bollywood, I think I get it. I think I get why K dramas are a thing.
1: So, you're gonna watch more K dramas from now on? <laughs> nope.
0: cross Culture, a podcast that celebrates the diversity in Asia as told through the multicultural experiences of two Asian dudes living here in sunny Singapore.
1: And this week, we're tackling trending Asian content on Netflix. I'm so psyched to talk about this. So, Eric, what have you watched this week?
0: Um, I think most of us have seen Indian matchmaking, which we're definitely going to tackle later on. Uh, I... Unwillingly saw one episode of Crash Landing on You, which is a K drama, very popular one. And recently, Our Boys to Men, an old, older Singaporean film that just was put on Netflix recently.
1: Wow, I actually watched Crash Landing on You uh, because my wife loves it, and uh, yeah, it's wife one wife of those episodes out, yeah. that, it, one of those things that I've, I've um, gotten into really. Um, on your recommendation, I watched ByBust, which Very was my goodness. first Filipino piece of content ever. Right.
0: Like, why? You haven't seen. OK, fine. I get it. Our our film doesn't trend. Our, our, our fiction and film doesn't translate a lot outside of the Philippines. But well, I thought my recommendation for ByBust was good because it's just it's just a reflection of the political and social realities in the Philippines. Plus, it's a lot of ass-kicking and action and all that stuff, so...
1: It was fun. Yeah. I
0: enjoyed it. Right. So, actually, we might as well just segue and start talking about Indian matchmaking. It's a trending thing on the internet right now. Everybody loves it. Most Indians hate it. Indian-Americans particularly. As a non-Indian, I freaking thought it was the one of the best reality shows I've seen. Because... I mean, it gives me insight on how Indian... Well, well The show says Indian matchmaking happens. Um, I mean, you'll you have this marriage consultant, Seema. So fickle-minded um, and fussy. Just just pairing people off one after the other, especially most, most of them in the United States, actually. I thought the show could have used a lot more Indian representation because the Indians I saw in the show, most of them are kind of douches, man. Do you agree? I don't know.
1: Yeah. I, I think, like, um, the show obviously has picked out the most unique and outlier characters. That's what makes it entertaining, right? You, it's you a mean, reality show at the end of the day.
0: So the the two Indian guys there, I uh, forgot their names. They're both, like, vacuous, kind of moronic, rich mama's boys. So... Hi. 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 <laughs> I guess that was outlandish in the sense that, like, of course, the regular Indian boy wouldn't be like that, but (laughs) I guess it
1: makes for good entertainment, I'm not sure. I think it does, right? Like, I mean, a lot of people tend to have enjoyed the show just because of these outlandish characters. And what I find, like, the main reason why a lot of people identify with it is because... All of us have at some point in time gone through that experience of matchmaking, whether it is through our friends uh, introducing us to, you know, other other people of the opposite sex. Right. Um, But I feel like it's it's funny because it just takes that same thing and makes it a little bit more extreme and exaggerates all those little things that. Happened during that matchmaking process. So, like, you think Aparna is that extreme character? I will see.
0: talk to you never.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, each one of them, right? <laughs> like, if you think about Aparna, is definitely one of them. Wait, so like, just quick background for
0: people who hasn't seen the show. Aparna is probably one of the the most memeable characters on the show. She's a is she a lawyer? Is she a lawyer? Yeah, she's a lawyer. She's very strong-willed kind of i don't know she just doesn't know how to please herself she doesn't know what she wants basically i don't want to use the b word but she has that resting she has that resting b face <laughs> um, uh, which i feel like she's like a victim of anyway that's other topic um but like she's really one of those like really what does this person really exist like you know i don't know but I guess she's that exaggerated character that people find amusing.
1: You know how I hate comedy. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And and I feel like the the um the elements within that are so real, right? Like we've always come across these different characters that we might have met during our dating lives.
0: Yeah, I don't know an apartment, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but
0: do I think we know a lot of Nadia's. Oh yeah. Oh wait, do we? Yeah, yeah, we do. Like gorgeous down there. Here earth. we are. <laughs> <Yeah>. pretty, <laughs> but naive. Pretty, pretty, and naive. Yeah, but I, naive. I think my daughter is gonna be hell naive, like not. <laughs> uh, but yeah. yeah, naive. And there's this Biasar, like I think is the heart of the show. Big, tall, hulking, but gentle giant. Kind of who's at Like six five or six or something. Man, that dude's like. It's like I wanna be your friend. Cause you're yeah. so cool, You You're big gorilla hands and stuff. <laughs> he, I, I think like you would get along
1: really well with him. Like uh, yeah. I, the moment he goes into that whole um, references to pop culture, culture uh, yeah, I yeah, was yeah, like, yeah, "That's why, that's,
0: that's Eric kind of guy." It's like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go uh, do some. <laughs> what is that? He was like painting those little miniature things. I don't do that, by the way. It's, it's extreme nerd, dumb. Anyway, yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's these interesting characters there I thought um i thought the show made it entertaining definitely not representative of what indian matchmaking actually is in india um but it does make me feel that as a non-indian it, it feel that they represent marriage as a very transactional thing is that is that true
1: I don't know if it if it necessarily has so much of that transactional element, right? right? I think the show's editors have definitely sort of taken that theme and cut it in a way that makes it look like a lot more transactional than it really is. Right. But I think what it does do is to take all these different biases that we have when we are selecting our potential mates, right. so to speak. And externalizes them into other characters around the main protagonist characters who are being set up. Right. So there is obviously somebody who is like, hey, I don't want to have my son date short women. Um, Or short men. Or short men. (laughs) Yeah. For that matter. I don't want X person to date uh, somebody who isn't very successful. All Uh, right.
0: I've seen that. Pure V.S.R. is not very successful yeah (laughs) public school teachers oh but anyway sorry
1: well and i mean that externalizing of these biases that we might have had when we were like when we are dating or when we are looking for people that we are interested in um just makes the show entertaining but obviously it makes it sound like it's way more transactional
0: right which is not always the case I guess obviously. It, it,
1: it isn't. It isn't. Uh, there is obviously elements of it where they can be transactional uh, in some instances, but that could be the case anywhere in the world. Right? Right. And
0: arra- I mean, explaining it to non-Indians, is arra- are arranged marriages still a prevalent thing in modern India right now? Definitely.
1: Most definitely. Even in Mumbai, even in Delhi. Yeah, I, I think generally arranged marriages are a pretty common phenomena. Still. Still. Mm. And the matchmaking process happens differently. Um, most of the times we have our own online matchmaking oh, websites. Oh yeah, I've heard of those sites. Yeah, that's that's right. We used to have a friend who, who actually started off... Um, working on one of those websites. Um, really? Who? Yeah, well, well uh, it was Kabir's friend who was...
0: Oh, okay, okay. We'll ask him.
1: Um, yeah. <laughs> ask him about it. Yeah, so oh. Ricky started off in working on one of those websites. Oh, Ricky
0: Boy. Shout out to Ricky Boy. If he's yeah. <laughs> no freaking way. Okay, all right. Uh, I'll definitely ask him. Okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean it's it's not very it's not necessarily transactional, it is not necessarily a, a true representation of the Indian matchmaking's process. Process. Right. But it's it has a kernel in truth. That it happens and
0: there's someone who'll set it up, there's all these lists and like check like basically this checklist of people you want before yeah. you even get them you know, to meet your daughter or son. So that's a thing. That's that's a a thing. thing. That definitely happens. I guess that's the point of contention for, like, the Indian-Americans. So at least what I've been reading is that it just brings out these stereotypes of, like, these superficial ways of just picking a mate, height, um, profession, success levels, even looks, genetics, where you're from, all that stuff, right? It Yeah. I mean, that's why, I guess, in more progressive places like the United States, these things become like a point of contention and, and, and all that. Um, okay, anyway, I want to move on. I gave you the suggestion that I'm, now that I've consumed a little piece of your culture, uh, I've given you a suggestion to watch By Bust. So can you explain to me like the quick summary of what this movie
1: is about? So By Bust is essentially a story of a, a drug raid by the Filipino cops gone wrong yeah but at the center of it it is essentially an upright cop fighting a corrupt system that's essentially the gist of the entire movie still corrupt system by the way (laughs) yeah but essentially it. i found like that movie to have so many parallels and like there are so many pieces of content out there in the world which tackles similar themes. Right. Uh, the first one that sort of comes to my mind is uh, the movie that really launched Wagner Moura, who plays um, Pablo Escobar in Narcos. Right, yeah. His most famous work was uh, Tropa de Elite*, which is a Brazilian movie, which literally has the exact same theme of cops going on drug busts and things going wrong. And they having to fight a corrupt system. Right. So for me, like my, my major thoughts on the Filipino culture elements that I got out of it was, was really around that, that prevalence of corruption and that acknowledgement that it exists in, in a society. No, that's true. I think we, we don't
0: shy away in acknowledging that even, even outside of, of of fiction, right? We yeah. we rant about our government all the freaking time. I think a lot of our... I would say a lot of the good films I've seen come out of our country tackles around that themes on the corrupt politics in the, in the Philippines. So, Buy Bust is one. From the same director, Eric Mati, he actually created a uh, a similarly themed movie called On the Job, again, about corrupt cops and a corrupt system and all that. I mean, it's actually a, a movie about assassins. So he loves those themes. And those are the films that actually get a lot of uh, a lot of uh, attention from the international audience. Films, by the way, I like to call poverty porn. Yeah. <laughs> which is actually, I assume, prevalent in India as well, right?
1: Absolutely. I mean, there are just so many countries that have that similar... Um, inclination towards those themes, if you think about any sort of growing, um, developing economy um, in the world, whether it's right. Brazil, India, Philippines, Philippines, uh, I'm sure we'll, if we didn't Indonesia, that,
0: Thailand has, is pretty
1: good at these kinds of movies. Right, exactly. And what I noticed was really how the protagonists are very similar in this. Where they are all these upright people fighting a corrupt system. Right. And these societies idolizing them. Yeah, of course. And it's like, fuck, I wish
0: I was that girl or that cop who's just going to fucking kick ass and just shake up the system. Then just never, just never happens. The system stays the same. (laughs) Yeah. Aspirational, right? That's a reflection of our aspirations as a society, right? Absolutely. We want this corrupt system down, but we can't do anything about it. So a director will make a film about it, and it'll get international awards, and that's all we can do. And that's it. Our (laughs) life. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck this life. Fuck. Anyway, sorry. Like
1: just my my frustration. Yeah, that's it's fine, man. Like yeah. I I also <laughs> like felt like the body count in that movie was unreal.
0: Okay, it's a a little too unreal. I mean, I know the actress uh, Anne Curtis. I mean, she's she's she obviously trained for the role. But there's no way someone of that build can just kick so much ass. Yeah. And he even had an MMA fighter there and he got shanked. It's like Yes he he, he got shanked before she did. <laughs> I mean of course, she's probably more like she's just nimbler obviously and, and just more flexible, right? But you know, the big guy got shanked. He got Yeah. He, he got dead. dead, dead, dead. Is that the thing now? Is that a... Okay. I don't need and, that <laughs>
1: well, I, w- I want to move on to another piece of work that we share as a common cultural sort of basis of our friendship, right? which is Singapore. Singaporean content. Yes. Let's talk about um, Our Boys to Men, which is a movie that you watched. And give me a bit of a synopsis on it. Like... Help me understand what was like, awesome about that movie. This is not the type of films I would typically watch because
0: I still find it cheesy. I mean, just as most Southeast Asian content tends to be, like the popular ones at least. But what I thought interesting uh, about is interesting about A Boys to Men is it's a story about a shared nationalistic experience in Singapore, specifically the male population, which is national service. So the story is about like a, a a a a typical upper class modern Singaporean boy, and you know, find like trying to trying to uh find his way and find his feelings about national service. Like obviously he doesn't want to do it. Why go to war? Singapore's always, you know, at peace. It's like probably one of the most diplomatic countries in the world. Here's this boy who just questions the whole idea of enlistment in you know in the military right but uh, you even find like little bits of stereotypes of the kiasu or just you know what's what's how do you explain kiasu in
1: uh, isn't it like a competitive anxiety
0: comparative anxiety oh trying to get ahead good basically the trying to get ahead kind of stereotype or culture you see in singapore like his mom is trying to get him off uh, enlistment right by like faking documents talking to doctors to fake fake a sickness and all that right but it's him trying to find a way to just live with that 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 reality that I have to break off all my relationships in the real world especially my girlfriend mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna take off for like a few or like years doing that or training for in the military and then in that process you see all those like stereotypical characters, I guess. I mean, I've, obviously I'm not Singaporean, so I wouldn't know what the typical makeup of, of, of the trainees would be. But the way I see it is I think they're also making, like poking fun, like a commentary or, or what's the term you use?
1: Satirical?
0: Oh, it's a satire on the people you see in a typical military camp right right a straight-laced is- like like a straight-laced Christian boy is just doing everything right uh, uh, this guy this character named Lobang who is like an abing being like a Chinese gangster in training kind of entrepreneur right was just like sneaking in like cigarettes and like cell phones and things like that um, and then of course as the main character which I think is like what uh, I feel like represents the everyday frustrations of young men nowadays trying to get into national service is that it's like, why do we need this? Like, it's just questioning the whole thing. But at the end of the day, I think the whole gist of the story is him trying to get in the grips. I like his own selfishness um, actually affects other people. Meaning right. so, so spoiler alert, the the whole climax of the story is that he tries to get out of national service, by faking an illness. He tries to get really, really sick by not drinking water. And he winds up in the hospital Hospital almost killing himself. His dad tries to get in the hospital almost killing himself. And then he, the dude realized, like, oh, shit. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm supposed to serve my country because it affects other people too, right? Right. All so right. it really sort of, like, gives a, um, a really nice moral ending by saying how you are part of the of a greater like a fabric of society hole, right Correct. yeah it's like a fabric of a society that you're all you're part of yeah and that your actions will affect everyone else right that right. is part of that society
0: by the way i think this cl- i forgot how i mean i saw this like two weeks ago this closes off in a cliffhanger i don't remember it was but there's a part two and it's on Netflix now, so I have to watch the whole thing again. That's going to be so something that is
1: on my to-do list as yeah, well. Yeah, so, and,
0: yeah, I'm all check it out. Anyway, you're going to continue with something, right?
1: Yeah, and I mean, I, I can totally imagine, like, why it was, like, the the top grossing film and a franchise in Singapore history. Because right. it's, again, as you said, it's a common experience that almost everyone goes through, Um and I'm assuming like all the characters are very relatable to the different stereotypes of different cultures that you see here in Singapore.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Even all the little tiny quirks of, of Singaporeans tends to be portrayed in the movie. I think as a foreigner or as a foreign resident living here, will find amusing. So,
1: correct. I mean, of course, they're a little bit exaggerated. To make it entertaining All But right, I guess That's fine The next one That I really want to talk about Again Something that we watched um, Both watched Yeah Which is And it's a phenomena, Right That is taking over Asia Which is the K-dramas Right The one that we watched Was obviously Crash landing on you um, And I have like A lot of Thoughts about it Because I find So many similar themes Okay and wait. other I only dramas. saw like, How many episodes Have you seen? I've seen one. I think I might have seen like a season and a half.
0: Okay, am I in the right place to explain the synopsis? Because I just, I
1: just thought the synopsis was pretty interesting. At least the premise, right? Yeah, and I, that's why I really wanted to just get ideas from you as an outsider perspective on what you thought of the one episode that you watched.
0: Okay, so. I don't know. I should have seen the rest of it. I think the rest of the season, but it's going to take me freaking forever. But the first episode pretty much sets up the whole story. Rich girl from probably a typical Korean chaebol. uh, I don't know what they do. uh, Does paragliding and accident. Fucking this tornado out of nowhere just whisks her away into North Korea. And she hangs in a tree. And she drops into the arms of a fucking like SK two looking North Korean soldier just falls into his hands, like literally crash landing. Crash yeah. landing on him. That's exactly <laughs> what the <laughs> what the title says. <laughs> it's like, oh sarang they get to just do the Sarang eyes on him. Oh my god. So like I guess it, it's it just gotten a point. Obviously there's no connection, there's no um mm-hmm. there's no love or there's no lovey-dovey eyes just yet. Maybe you get a glimpses of it. But the whole... I, I guess it left on the part, like, she's stuck in North Korea. He and her are trying to, like, figure this shit out. <laughs> I guess that's the right. rough synopsis. Well, correct.
1: It, it's broadly what it is. But I almost feel like it's a, it's a commentary on forbidden romance, right? And the inequalities of the world. And I think that is what really makes that drama relatable. Because... Right. That's a theme that almost every person can identify with. Okay. Um, every culture... I mean, this is cross-cultural, right? Like, the income inequalities of the world that we live in today, that is what it represents. And I feel like the the glide, the glide into North Korea and um, the tornado are almost like these freakish events that transport people from these rich bubble to the poor bubble or vice versa right, um, right. in different stories
0: yeah right. I guess specifically to this one um, it is a reflection of these political sensibilities like forbidden romance is not just rich and poor it's like between a South Korean woman and a North Korean soldier I mean like that's, de- that's a decades long political like social political rivalry right correct I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much longer like have you gone through this years. That's all the extent I know about it. But I thought it was a, a fascinating setup. I think this the premise is relatively unique for me to actually possibly start watching it. I know I said that I wouldn't watch any more K dramas,
1: but I might. I might.
0: I might stick with this one.
1: Yeah, I think I've done a good job of selling it to you. Right. And, and I feel like that theme of. Um, of the two sort of worlds, or two people from two completely different worlds, uh, who would theoretically never cross over to each other, is what makes it unique, right? Yeah. And obviously, it gives us a little bit of an insight into what each of those worlds... Are like. Are like, and what their sensibilities, their aspirations, their problems... Right. ...are like, and how... When you switch them around, um, I feel like you you realize like the problems that you care about aren't really that that big. Yeah, and you can still find common ground of of love. I uh, know if I was a rich
0: girl from a chae bowl, nah, I wouldn't go for a North Korean soldier. Would you? I will talk to you never. Uh,
1: I would find it hard, but like, I mean, that's what kind of the (laughs) theme of all of these dramas is all about, right? Like, what do you think of like. Love Love conquers conquers all. Love conquers conquers borders, literally. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, and you see that theme like repeated in other great pieces of. Content, right?
0: Like fiction and and stories. Yeah,
1: like you have Romeo and Juliet, which is about feuding families. You could take that as a reference to uh, the North Korea-South Korea divide and the problems between them. Kim Jong-il,
0: not going to take lightly on this romance. Mm -mm, mm -mm.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Or whether you think of like Pretty Woman, which was, again, a similarly themed rich guy, poor girl. Worlds not colliding, incoming inequality, sexual worker, and a poor guy. Sexual worker, yes, but we didn't need to like necessarily call that out. But <laughs> that's fine. But we will moving on to other things. The biggest one that I feel like the biggest piece of content um, that has come out of Asia in years right. is obviously Crazy Rich Asians.
0: Yes, shot in Singapore, starring an all-Asian, ca- well, mix of Asian-American, Australian, British-American, uh, British-Asians, and a lot of Singaporean actors
1: who played in, play parts in that role. And, and that was considered to be like a breakthrough piece of content, because it had, it was focused on the Asian content, but it had the same theme. Well, the Asian experience, I mean,
0: I think it focuses more on Uh, Southeast Asian or East Asian cultures, namely the Chinese culture, which is as you said, I mean, similar to what we've seen in in North Korea and China and Japan is more of this classist kind of uh, setting. Actually, similar to Indian matchmaking in a way, right? Like, Like, Asian families tend to be hella picky about the person that their kids will eventually marry right yeah uh i think this is the cases where what's her name rachel and nick like meet in a normal circumstance in a very progressive western setting in new york flying back to asia she finds out that nick is a crazy rich asian and then she has to deal with this very traditional mom who's like you ain't good for my. You ain't good for my son. Who the hell are you? You're just a little economics teacher. I don't know. a PhD. My son is a heir to an empire, right? You're right. not right for him. So it's like yeah, it's yeah. that whole like classist struggle again.
1: And I think that those are like the common themes that we've seen across these movies, right? And I guess what I want to like um, eventually sort of wrap it up as is. Yeah. The themes that we see across these movies or pieces of content are very similar to each other. They have like certain specific formulas that, that they apply. But what is common between them is really the aspirations of each of those cultures. Right. And I find that um, these movies represent the cultures that they come from. But they're obviously meant as entities. So they're exaggerating the reality and taking extreme cases, polarizing characters to create the drama right
0: And, and, and it it's I mean just a word for people who who prefer to, to you know explore other cultures through media. these these pieces of fiction are as they are. they're their fiction, their glimpses, there's very small glimpses of what the culture is about. As need said, their aspirations, the issues they face, the social political, you know, mess that they're in, uh, such as we've seen with, with ByBust, and to some extent, like Crash Landing Into You. Um, it's, it's just a glimpse of that. And I, I think the best, like these are good entry points to experiencing a culture. But obviously you have to delve into a culture a bit more by talking to friends, just living in that country, reading more books about it, watching more YouTube videos about it. Actually, you know what, move move on from fiction, move on to documentaries. They're probably more representative of the issues of of the cultures they cover. Um, But as I said, like, these are just good starting points to experience a culture. It's not enough, obviously. But it's pretty damn entertaining though to watch Indians being match made. One hundred percent. Or Koreans crash landing onto another Korean. <laughs> I don't know what else. So, uh, but yeah, I think that that wraps up this episode. Um, are you still gonna watch more K dramas after this? Or oh
1: yeah, I'm I'm committed to K dramas. Ah
0: oh, sure, I think you changed my mind. I think I'm gonna have to. <laughs> So one episode of Crash Landing on you I think I'm gonna I'm gonna do season one are like multiple seasons Cause yeah. I wanna see where this goes Yes Kim Jong Kim Jong Un gonna show up somewhere I don't know Someone Someone Like like I need <laughs> to see more intrigue
1: Oh yeah I, I would love to see the season two of Of Indian matchmaking I don't know if they're even making it Yeah But that'll be one Oh no it's exciting probably
0: renewed right Uh I will definitely watch Our to Men too. I need just to get out on Netflix. Uh, oh yeah! Just, just I think last week. Uh, any any other things you might want to watch? I just gonna go back to your old western
1: shit that you watch. Actually, no. I I want to explore a few more of these now. Um, right. I think the next big one for me is, or actually, the one that I'm gonna recommend you is Money Heist. Check that show out. Oh, it's
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've been meaning to watch it. That uh, yeah, looked you know, good. No, Espanol, very good. Yeah. Bueno, Muy bueno. Buen. Muy buen. Muy bien. Muy <laughs> bien. <laughs> <What? laughs> I may recommend. Uh, what, what should I recommend to you? <laughs> Do you want to watch more like cheesy Filipino shit? Yeah, yeah. Why I saw, not? I saw Kita Kita on. Uh, which means. Oh, does it mean English? CC just means to see. Oh. Uh, yeah it, cheesy romance thing oh, I, no I think it'll be torture I don't think you wanna watch it I will find more things like buy a bus for you there's like a big ass body
1: count okay All that right? sounds great that sounds like my kind of movie. alright <laughs> <laughs> okay. alright cool uh, that's the show see you guys next time ciao
0: you (laughs) never.